All right, listen. I'm not wearing any pants. I'm sitting outside. It's 3.30 on a Wednesday, and I'm drinking whiskey. And this, this is the whiskey talking. I'll drink to that. <laughs> hey, look, we save hard drinks in here for men who want to get drunk fast, and we don't need any characters around to give the joint atmosphere. Is that clear? All right, so quick word of warning for everybody. I'm in defiance of all state, local, state, federal, and international advice, and probably against the advice of the audio engineer for this show, I'm sitting outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, here was my thought. I, I did pause for a second and think, Paul might not like this, but then I thought, it'll add to the ambiance. Of the show you'll hear the birds there might be a little wind noise my neighbors who apparently are essential uh workers are probably you know their lawn service is probably <laughs> essential is the new expendable i think i eight o'clock this morning i'm like what the hell is that i look out my window and there's a dude mowing the lawn across the street i'm like <laughs> i'm scrolling through the the list that my sister sent me i'm like i don't see lawn care on this list let's cover a <laughs> few things before we get too far uh, starting with, mm-hmm. what the hell is that on your face? This is the reason why your your mom smacked me, because of this thing. <laughs> Damn, you look like Grizzly Adams. Over the wintertime, I typically just don't shave, you know. Okay. And I got a late start in it, and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to shave it off. And this was a couple weeks ago, and then all this BS happened, and I'm like, nah, I'm just going to let it keep going. <laughs> I stuck my head out on the porch the other day, and my neighbor across the balcony, she's like, how's your quarantine going? I, I just went like, you're looking at it. Happy quarantine, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy. You know, so here's the thing. Mm. We haven't recorded in a while. Uh, at least we haven't recorded a whiskey talking. <laughs> I mean, we've recorded, but we recorded Better Off Red episodes. Right. Then we stopped recording anything for a while. I wasn't even doing my sh- my re- reviews for quite a while either. My excuse is work got crazy, and it did a few <laughs> weeks ago. And we we were going through testing, and the testing, let's just say, it did what it was supposed to do mm-hmm. in that it found a lot of problems, <laughs> um, problems that apparently could only be resolved at like two in the morning by me. Right. Um, and so I I you know I logged on average probably. 70 80 hours a week for a few weeks there mm-hmm. and so now we're in the middle of the production cutover, like the the actual real deal of what we were testing mm-hmm. and crazy enough since we found all those errors in testing and we figured out how to fix most of them the production cutover is going pretty smooth so far we had we had a few it was touch and go the first night but now things are kind of clicking along pretty good and i was like i could work all day or we could record an episode of Whiskey Talking. <laughs> but we're in the middle of it. So depending on when you listen to this, this could be, you know, they say they say journalists are the first historians, I think is what they say. Newspapers are the first uh, raw recording of history. Mm-hmm. Well, this Whiskey Talking will tell you uh, we're about a week or a week and a half. Yeah, about a week and a half. It's funny, a guy, a time traveler from the future dropped by earlier today and... Uh, <laughs> maintaining six feet of distance he said 
oh my god i'm not even not even sure what year is this he goes is it he says what's going on i said well we're under quarantine he's like is this the great great war court world quarantine one or world quarantine two and i was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) and i said well i guess one and he goes oh shoot i was worried i was in the second one (laughs) that one's way worse like damn it anyway we're about a week and a half into wq1 world quarantine (laughs) one and uh i don't know man i have there's so many thoughts in my head we just had to record an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't even. <laughs> Knowing how much you like e-learning and how um, enamored you are with the idea of e-learning, I immediately thought of you when I thought every kid in the oh. nation's going on e-learning permanently, semi-permanently, until <laughs> WQ1 is over. That, that part of it has been going pretty smooth. I mean, they've had to dumb down, at least on on my end, they've, they've really had to scale back the amount of stuff they would normally get because e-learning typically works in conjunction with being in the classroom for part of that. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't care what you say. Your teacher is sitting there filming a two-minute video and then you answering some questions on the computer is not the same thing right but it's all we got and i (laughs) like two days before they because they shut schools down here till may first minimally Mm -hmm. i'm i'm thinking they're just going to be done yeah but uh about two days before they announced it i'm like they're gonna close the schools and then two days later i get the email and i'm like sometimes i hate being right (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) For for point of reference, today is March 25th. Um, so if you're those of you from the future, like the time traveler that came here earlier today, in case you <laughs> didn't write it down in your diary, but it's a it's one of those weird things. Like you and I, I think have the have a similar way that our brains work a little bit. It's a, like sometimes I can't live in the moment. Mm-hmm. I have to like know what's coming, and I here's all I know. Whenever something like this happens, like, we all think it's really bad now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is pessimistic, optimistic, I don't know what it is, but we're just at the beginning. I mean, I just feel like six weeks from now, we're going to look back and go, oh, man, we thought we knew what we were in for, but, geez, <laughs> this is yeah, this is way different than I thought it would be, you know? Like, the first, first week was, which last week was the first full week of full e-learning and working from home i'm very fortunate let me just put that out there serious moment um we're very fortunate we have what we need Mm -hmm. you know i'm able to work from home in fact it's like i have two jobs (laughs) because because i've been working so much and the fact that i don't have to commute just means i can work an extra two two and a half hours a day Mm -hmm. the kids have e-learning their schools have been great Uh, my wife has been going to work apparently flooring is essential it's like in the movies. I got a big bubble tent that she has to walk through. It's like a silkwood shower in between the the car and the. You're not like you're not like Mr. Wolf handing her a bar of soap. Yeah, <laughs> she, she says a please would be nice. <laughs> well, first of all, it was really foggy this morning, mm-hmm. uh, and I was wondering, were your kids on a two-hour e-learning delay? I woke up this morning, and after after <laughs> the guy next door woke me up, I looked out, and I'm like, oh look. There's another two-hour delay, totally wasted. Mwahaha. Because <laughs> my kids live for those things. It's like, oh, look, you lost them. It's, it's what you have to do, oh, you yeah. know, to keep to keep your sanity. <laughs> yeah, so th- things have been going pretty smoothly here. I mean, you know, it's it's fun to read the news. 
sometimes. I try to avoid it like... <laughs> like what? I almost said like the plague. <laughs> oh, like the plague. Well, I'm just reminded, I'm reminded like the actual plague, the black, the black plague, mm-hmm. it, it knew no uh, class boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the wealthy, the aristocrats of the time, the lords and fiefs, whatever they called themselves back then, mm-hmm. you know, they were pretty shocked to find out they could catch it. And it wasn't just a commoner disease. Yeah. Even though they would go out to the countryside to try to get away from it and, you know, didn't work. So, you know, piling up bodies like cordwood included the nobility as well. Mm -hmm. Some say it led to the Renaissance, uh, you know, or or at least contributed to it because, first of all, there was a huge labor shortage because so many people died. Mm -hmm. So the the working peasants suddenly could make demands that that maybe they couldn't have made before because there was a huge labor shortage. Somebody, they needed people to tend the fields. Well, the second thing is, if you're one of the commoners who was responsible for burying the bodies or piling them like cordwood, and you're piling nobility alongside commoners, you're like, wait a minute. Maybe there's nothing super special about these idiots. (laughs) Yeah. So the thought occurred to me as I was was driving, like just before we went on full lockdown here, I, I just drove the kids around town because I was like, let me see what deserted downtown looks like. So I was driving around downtown. They had already announced closing of bars and restaurants and stuff. We drove by one of these uh, private clubs. It's called the Columbia Club. Mm-hmm. And they're right on the circle, you know, where the monument is and all that, right downtown Indianapolis. Right. And these doofuses were sitting on their patio of their private club sipping whiskey and smoking big cigars and uh you know just yucking it up right mm-hmm. way less than six feet apart yeah <laughs> I, was, I, I mentioned it to the kids i said you know maybe the rich are the going to be the first ones to go because you know they're going to be at their private clubs and somebody mentioned online like golf courses are closed but they saw people playing at the private golf clubs mm-hmm. and it's like well they'll be the first to die so now the rich will be gone yeah the poor, unfortunately, that have to get out and about to, to make ends meet, they may end up dying. It's like our, the middle class is all that's going to be left, <laughs> except for except for only only those of us, you know, under the age of 60, because we don't listen to the, the dumpster fire in chief and his weird <laughs> advice. So we're like, no, we're going to listen to the scientists on this one, chief. Right. <laughs> and uh, survive. You, you and your fellow red hats can can all die, I guess. <laughs> now, my my thing is, could you imagine being so terrible that the Earth decides it has to get rid of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, man. It's a you know, I've been seeing uh, uh, Mr. McLean has been posting like, why does it seem like every dystopian science fiction story is coming true? <laughs> well, so many of my friends, all, all you know, for years now, they we talk about science fiction and stuff, and because they love dystopian science fiction. I'm like, have you looked outside lately? Yeah. <laughs> well, then this happens, and now they're like, oh no, oh no. It's like, well, this is what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, and it goes down exactly like uh, when all this first started going down. I was like. This is happening exactly like World War Z. <laughs> I don't know if you read that one. No, no. I saw the, I saw the terrible movie, though. Yeah, the movies. Other than the name, it doesn't really share much <laughs> with the book. But, mm-hmm. you know, it went down as, like, when the when the pandemic first started. Mm-hmm. Like, it started as, ah, don't worry, it's just an African thing. Yeah. Right? It's just, don't worry about it. And then they, they gave it the name African Rabies because people 
as zombies are wont to do. They acted sort of like a rabid dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so they started calling it African rabies. So some some dude at a pharmaceutical company like had this drug that was meant to treat actual rabies. But he comes out with like, hey, here's a drug that we could, if the FDA would just approve it, we could use for this African rabies thing and it would work. And so he went to the president and the president fast-tracked it through the FDA and announced, hey, we have this drug that'll work against this new plague. Well, of course, it didn't work because it wasn't meant, it, it, <laughs> other than the name, <laughs> it didn't have any similarities. So I was like, wait a minute, yeah, don't we have this malaria drug that the president's now saying will cure coronavirus and the scientist is standing behind him like touching his face going no this is not right this is not true this won't work we're all doomed like his own scientists are standing behind him like (laughs) he's saying stuff so wrong the uh the guy in charge of infectious diseases is touching his face Mm -hmm. (laughs) crazy (laughs) anyway this show's not meant to be political, but, you know, it's the whiskey talking. There's just sometimes, it, it permeates so much of our lives anymore that it's fucking impossible not to talk about this stuff once in a while. Like I told you, I was, I was going to review, I, I'm pointing back here like it's back here. I was going to review The Hunt, but I'm like, I don't I don't like to do politics, but I'm like, you, you, how the hell else do you talk about something like that? Well, here's what I'll say about our current situation the quarantine i mean di- during world war one and world war two or during the great depression well maybe not the great depression so much but world war one and world war two very intense moments in history right mm-hmm. do you think people talked about much other than that you know so i get it you get on facebook and it's all anybody's talking about is it, it has to do with either sitting at home <laughs> Or, or the, the virus. During World War II, the majority of the movies that were being produced at that point in time were like happy-go-lucky Shirley Temple singing in the rain musical comedies mm. because Hollywood knew people needed something because they were surrounded by it everywhere else. be interesting to see when that started. So you get, you get Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. on December 7th, 1941, a date that will live in infamy. <laughs> You get that, okay? It'd be interesting to see when the happy-go-lucky movies started. Because because that that gets back to my earlier thought, which was right now, like all anybody wants to talk about or post anything about is either figuring out how to be at home all day with their kids yeah. or by themselves or the virus, right? That's it. Well, it's, it's like vi- it's virus or passive virus. So how long will this need to go before people are sick of it and need an escape? I think as soon as as soon as Hollywood lets itself back into the studios, it's there's going to be a huge change cuz they they've got they've got the mo- they've got the movies they were currently working on when those are done. So like next summer it's going to be the 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 laugh riot movies are going to be and and the sitcoms it, are going to be prevalent. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, if, I'd love we we should have a friendly wager. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you, but mm-hmm. I'm but I could see it go either way. I could see it go that way, or I could see it be like nothing but contagion movies. You know, nothing but apocalypse movie. Sure, that that's what I'm hoping doesn't happen. But then again, given the current state of most comedies you go see in the theaters, I might rather see a contagion movie. <laughs> Because most of the comedies are just, you know, an hour and a half fart jokes. 
like 9-11, mm-hmm. right? I expected right after 9-11 it'd be nothing but Middle East terrorist uh, movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember if that actually happened. This isn't a terrorist attack or, a, or an actual war. It's this, you know, viral oppression. So there weren't so many, you know, war slash terrorist movies made after 9-11. In fact, they... If I remember right, they switched too. They started more comedies were being produced. I remember when Denzel Washington he made Training Day, and it came out like two or three weeks after nine eleven. And he said him and his wife were just sitting in the 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 opening night preview, you know, red carpet and all that. And they're just like, this is mm-hmm. uncomfortable, because you know <laughs> there was so much mm-hmm. violence. And TV shows changed their some TV shows changed their entire format. Especially ones that were in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You, you see this going a similar direction? I think there's going to be more comedies. Yeah. Like, it is an interesting thing because, you know, we complain about violence in, in movies and TV. I mean, we, I mean the collective we. Yeah. Complain about violence and stuff in movies and TV, but reality's way worse, right? Yeah. Well, like I posted last night, <laughs> there's nothing stranger than reality. And stuff happens <laughs> to kids and, like, women mm-hmm. and, and just things happen to completely innocent people that make absolutely no sense and if you tried to put it in a movie people would be like that's not good that makes absolutely no sense but we'll complain if somebody gets shot in the head right yeah so now that we've had an actual global pandemic that has us all like every single person in the world is impacted mm-hmm. maybe you're right maybe like the movies will be like yeah we can't we can't touch pandemic now well, there were probably studios going over scripts as it was happening, and they just went, well, not this one, into the trash. You know, oh, yeah. this one's about a virus. Well, this one goes into the trash. Yeah, that's a good point. There'll be more uh, Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might be right. So if anybody's still listening after me going off on the Commander-in-Chief, uh, thank you for sticking around. <laughs> I had to get that off my chest. And I think it's obvious how I feel when if you follow me on Facebook. But... There's plenty of places for you to go to hear that kind of talk. Yeah. If you came here just to hear us complain about the president for an hour, we're, we'll apologize in advance. Yeah. Maybe I'll start another, we'll start another show called Complaining About the President for an Hour. <laughs> and and unfortunately, that one would have, that one would take. It'd be no matter who's the president, because eventually, whether it's in 2020 or, you know, 2024, 2028, at some point, a liberal Democrats going to get elected president, yeah. and we'll sit and complain about that guy too. Well, yeah, it's a it's a ping pong. It's an ex- it's an extreme game of ping pong. I'll complain about anybody? <laughs> I got plenty to complain about. <laughs> that having been said, moving on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do I do see things. Um, that, you know, if there is a silver lining, and there always is, mm-hmm. um, good can come out of you know suffering. Yeah. Even though I wish it, I wish we didn't have the suffering part of it. Um, I think just this whole, like I was telling you on Messenger, there's just this, it's this whole shared experience that everybody has right now. And yeah, just realizing we're all going through it together. And uh-huh. I do think that the people who are still extremely partisan and complaining, you know, just, just want to continue to be trolls uh-huh. will, will be marginalized and everybody will be like, you know what, whatever. That's, that's pre quarant that's pre Q W what do I call it? W Q one. That's pre WQ1 thinking there, you know? 
We're moving on from that. We're all in this together. All right. Hey, enjoy the rest of your quarantine, okay? <laughs> um, and let's do this more frequently. For Paul Schultz, I'm Steve Vincent. No, wait, that's not what we do. What do we do? Oh, we just go. Anyway, this has been the Whiskey Talking. <laughs>